Sketch 9 of Modern Monologues by Marjorie Benton Cook. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Stage directions read by Thomas Peter. Lady Macbeth and Portia read by Linda Olson Fytak. Juliet read by Leanne Yao. Ophelia read by Eva Davis. Sketch 9 When Shades Assemble. Scene the afterworld. Enter Lady Macbeth and Portia. Lady Macbeth. Good morrow, Lady Portia, Cato's daughter, wife of that Brutus who did slay great Caesar. Why stalk you here among the shades alone? Portia. Such words as slayer sound but ill, methinks, upon the lips of guilty Corda's wife. My Brutus was a martyr, who did read signs of the times, which others dared not see. The blood he shed was shed in duty's name, so say not Slayer's wife again to me, thou who didst lure beneath thy roof King Duncan, and with thy two blood-stained hands didst, with thy husband's aid and foul connivance, kill, stab, and murder there thy king. Lady Macbeth, hastily. Enough, enough, fair Portia, this sufficeth. Our husbands may have had their little faults. No doubt we had our little vices too. But here among the shades where friends are few, let us not waste the hours in angry speech, but join our forces that we may not be dependent for all social intercourse upon Ophelia and that youngster Juliet. Portia. Who even now approach from out the dusk. Enter Juliet and Ophelia. Juliet. Dear me, Ophelia, but this life is slow. Why, when I lived at fair Verona's court, my every day was filled with gracious sport. Can I forget that ball my father gave when first I set my eyes on Romeo? Lady Macbeth, aside. Methinks that we have heard that tale before. Ophelia, softly. Beware, there's Cardor's dame, who gossips so. Lord, we may know what we are, but know not what we may be. How should I my true love know from another one? By his cockle-hat and staff, and his sandal shorn. Portia. Ophelia, my dear, know you no other songs? Alas, sweet lady. And alas, alack. Why, at Verona's court, the troubadours were wont to dedicate their songs to me. Alas, we can't escape Verona's court. Juliet, angrily. Dost think we'd rather hear of Corda's house, and Duncan's death, and see you wash your hands, and hear your thrilly speeches about blood? Not I, for one, nor mad Ophelia here. I'd rather sit and hear Ophelia sing. And that's not very cheerful, you'll admit. Lady Macbeth, indignantly. Thou impudentest child among the shades. The raven himself is horse that can outcroak you. Chastise the valour of thy saucy tongue. Be gone about thy business. Get thee hence. Portia, sweetly. Be not impatient with the child, my lady. She's young yet. And, poor soul, she died for love. 
Yes, and I'm sorry I was such a fool. Oh, why did I not wed the Count of Paris, instead of joining Romeo in the tomb? But Romeo loves thee still? Yes, Romeo does. Why, at the time when all the heroes are let in to spend the day with their lost wives and loves, what think ye then this Romeo does? Well, what doth he? He sits all day and holds Ophelia's hand. How shall I thy true love know from another one? Tra la 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 la. The Montagues were ever fickle loves. I care not that he pays Ophelia court. But this is hard, that I must have Lord Hamlet being or not being at my side, discoursing on man's capability, and talking ghosts until my very spine is chilled and every hair doth rise like quills upon the fretful porcupine. How dare you use a speech that's not your own? Oh, I'm so glad he does speak thus with thee, for I was ever much afeard of him, he said, to get me to a nunnery. Oh, woe is me, to have seen what I have seen, see what I see. He is dead and gone, lady. He is dead and gone. Methinks Ophelia is just a simple thing. I would sometimes I could escape my fame. The days he is allowed to visit me, I grow a-weary of reiteration. That bickering, outworn phrase, I told you so. Children, dear lady, ours the fate has been for centuries to face the limelight's glare. And in the world of mortals still the young do play at Juliet's and Ophelia's parts. And murder worse than that of Cordus Thane is yearly done upon our splendid lines. Yet, spite of this, we ever do remain heroes and heroines of classic lore. What matter, then, if in this dim beyond some private woes and family bickerings do mar the tenor of our even ways? This is the penalty we pay for fame, a fame which even elocutionists have failed to ruin and entirely mar, a fame which, though the idle, shattering world may try, it cannot rob us of, it needs us still. So, ladies, let's in silence bear the wounds of private life, and let us turn a smiling face unto the shades without. End of sketch nine.